Oh, well. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Start the Beat, the show where we highlight the past, present, and future of the Pittsburgh music scene. I am your host, Brian Sykes Howe, and today joining me for the second or third time, I mean, it depends, depends different, whatever, who cares, the one and only whorehound makes some noise for the internet. <laughs> great to have everyone here the whole gang's here happy Alive to be here great for well. having us. happy holidays everyone you as well we've officially crossed the threshold of the halloween season and we are now entering hell <laughs> <laughs> commercial hell yeah. yes. Basically. so um up front i just want to say thanks to all of you for playing the Normal Creatures Halloween show last week. Yeah, Hope you had for fun. Yeah, we had a blast. Privilege, it was a great yeah. week. Yeah, it was awesome. Talking about it the past week, it's, it was great. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I'm glad that we got to do that. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. So, with all of that being said, how's the band been? Let's pretend like we didn't just spend last weekend together. <laughs> How has the band been? I think the band's been about as good as it ever has. Um, I mean, the last time we were on here was four years ago, and it was just the three of us because we had just asked Dan to be our drummer, but um, then the world shut down. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, everything's been great. It's kind of unbelievable to think that it's been four years because, I mean, J.D. and Nick were with the band for four years. Yeah, and- it just it feels like how could we have been together this long? Yeah, but now, but now yeah. they're more a, a part of the band almost at this point than JD and Nick were, or any almost, other, or all the. We'll other, get there someday. Someday, all the other band members. You might not we have though. Had, you know what I mean? Yeah, you so. might not. Sure, sure. Yeah. How about you guys? Answer. How do you guys think it's going? Yeah. Loaded well, question. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's, no, it's, it's adequate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's been awesome. I've yeah, been having a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's, seeing uh, a lot of cool bands too. Just being able to play with bands that I listen to is really, really cool. So, I think from a musical perspective, uh, we've never been tighter. I think from like writing, we've never been more creative and uh, cooperative, uh, and it's just really great. It's a good time. It's uh, it feels like a family more than a band sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great, and that's like honestly what is most important. I think when it comes to not only like the longevity of a band, but just like the general productivity is just like, how well do you actually get along? How do you actually want to be together for, you know, an hour to a week or however long you're actually able to make it work? Cause we're all old. We all have other shit to do. <laughs> and it's like, if I'm going to be like taking time out of my day, like it better, I can't be around someone in a shitty mood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of bands that they just force it to work. And totally. they're miserable and you can hear it through their music or their performance or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. I feel a lot of gratitude for this group. Couldn't be luckier. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So speaking of productivity and the band, what has the band been up to creatively since the last time we spoke? I know a lot's happened. I would imagine. Where do we want to start? Uh, when we put out an album last year, Collapse, uh, that we're like extremely proud of. I think it's probably, you know, I think it's definitely the best work we've ever done um, through like start to finish. And 
more importantly, it was the four of us writing every song on that album. So, you know, when these guys came in, they were, had to learn a bunch of our old stuff and have to play, you know, we like our old stuff and we, you know, but it was nice to be able to put an album together with everybody's input. Um, and you know, since then we're still working on new material. One of which was a song that we played at the show last weekend. So, yeah. Hell yeah. And I think that, you know, whenever you get through that hump of like getting new people into a band, it can really just take like so much time because Grey Walker went through the same thing where we had somebody leave and then somebody moved to an instrument and then we got somebody else to play a different instrument. And it's like, oh, wow, there goes a year and a half mm. of just like yeah. relearning yeah. everything, yeah. And figuring out like what this band is going to be again. Yeah, well, I mean, and then, you know, like I said, we asked Dan to join the band and then the world shut down. And so for, you know, the couple months or however long quarantine was where we really like really weren't going out at all. We were like, wait, what happened? <laughs> we were organizing, <laughs> we were organizing like Zoom calls just yeah. to like keep in touch. And, yeah. you know, it was like very, um, you know, I'll write a riff on and record it and then send it around and just like keep piggybacking off of that. So some of the the songs that are on the, collapse album were like the product of that just like there's nothing else to do but <laughs> sit around here and write and send it to each other since we can't be in a room right did, did you find that like that approach to like songwriting changed the way that you would have like approached writing a song at all or did it feel pretty much the same well uh, for me uh it's it wasn't ideal i mean i <laughs> i i really like to be in the room and i like to um have other people in the moment saying like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. So, I mean, that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing was that we had ended up recording an album together before we actually went on the road or anything like that together. So, yeah. you know, mm. it was mm. almost like we didn't even rehearse that record a lot, <laughs> you know, we did, you know, obviously practiced, you know, but it's just kind of an odd way to start a new lineup, but it worked. We made it work. Sure. And you probably didn't have that like opportunity to, you know, you like write a song, you play it a couple times and you're like, Oh, this isn't really working. And you like the result of like live performances, changing the songs that mm -hmm. probably didn't happen. Yeah. This right. Time around. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, are you finding any parts of any of this material since you've been playing it live that you're like, Oh, we should have maybe done that different. Or you're finding yourself doing things differently now a little bit or are you just sticking to it? I think we're yeah, just going rhythm for it. section. Yeah, yeah. We're just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually nice um, being able to, you know, kind of sit in an incubator and write everything that way. You know, we, we wrote, we tore the songs down again once we thought we liked them and worked on them more until we really, really liked them. And, and kind of that's what ended up on the album. So I don't think there's much, at all that we play different from the recordings. I mean, like for me, a couple fills are different, but sure. my fills are usually kind of in the moment anyways, with the exception of a few. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it was also nice that way for me coming into the band, as much as there were some shows I really wanted to play when COVID hit. Um, it was nice just getting to know everybody as people and bandmates rather than, we're playing shows, playing shows, practicing that kind of thing. So it was it was great for me to come into the family that way and have some time to get to know each other before we went out and did a bunch of things together. We we were dating, yeah. essentially. We were yeah. dating. <laughs> now we're married. It was a courtship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that it, it probably felt really nice to be able to like 
take that extra time and not feel rushed. Like, yeah. oh, we need to have this song ready for this show next weekend and stuff like that. Cause we catch ourselves doing that sometimes. And like, we play the song and it's like, bro, we probably shouldn't have played that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just like, it's part of it. Like you just like, whenever you get something new, you just want to like share it as fast as possible. But it was nice being able to have that time to slow down. I guess we still do. I don't know why. Have you found yourself like still in that mentality of like, like, okay, this, this is a question. Whenever it comes time to like writing new material now, are you writing things the same way? Or are you back to like focused on that in-person thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, the way we generally approach writing has always remained pretty consistent. I like, for example, I'm not like a, I don't write full songs, you know, like I'll write like a riff or two or three that maybe go together I think, and then I'll typically uh, send upload those to our shared folder, uh, and then you know tell everyone like, hey, let me know if this is even worth trying, and uh, from there we build it out. So that that hasn't changed much, um, but um, having input <laughs> from both parties and everyone being able to um, agree and disagree on things that we do and don't like has uh, been very productive because we haven't really ever had that. You know, it's always been. Like someone's got to give in or someone's got to have their way. And, you know, now there's a lot more room for compromise. It feels like. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sure. And whenever you're writing some of your material, cause some of your songs are a little longer and it's always very interesting to me when it's like, you know, I always find it fascinating. It's like, I don't understand how people write really short songs or really long songs. <laughs> so what is some of that process like, or is that really come into like shy coming into the picture and like, how you want to like vocally take over a part or does it change from like song to song? So um, once they get everything to, you know, to something that we, we think sounds good as composition before vocals, um, sometimes it is longer, sometimes it's a little bit shorter, but it's not much that I change. I try to work with it as much as I can, but if I feel something needs to be changed because I have an idea, we just work it out. We try it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't usually Usually things work out in the end, right? So um, I would say we kind of agree on it as a group before I even put vocals to it, but they're so flexible changing anything. Um, And, you know, sometimes my vocals change as we go, you know, when I just kind of put it there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much cut and dry. I feel like we don't even think about it at this point. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's like a... A pretty much a a language that is like the whorehound song. So whenever right. like you're hearing some instrumental parts, you can kind of tell like, oh, this is the part that is kind of intended for me to do something or for me to back off. Right. And I will like write a chorus or have some repeating moments, but that's not my favorite thing to do. So I will do that if I feel like the music's good and it calls for it. But, you know, if they just have something that's a little um, more unconventional, I just try to go with it. I think that's more fun. Um I mean, I just don't like repeating myself over and over again. Not that I have anything great to say in the first place, but... Oh, come on. Yeah. But I think also um, for our genre... (laughs) For our genre, um, our songs are short. Fair. They're a lot longer than a a general pop or very popular music type would be. But for ours, I think most of them are shorter. We have had longer songs, you know, but we don't have a goal for it. We just kind of go for feel, you know? Totally. And another thing that I'm really curious about with you as a vocalist, Shai, is like, is there an intention between like 
vocal dynamics and like when you decide to do something that's more clean or something that's more harsh are you finding yourself trying to do more clean than harsh now or does it really just depend on what the song is well i started out traditionally singing clean i didn't know i could do harsh um until it called for it one time we had uh from our original um from our first release, we had a second guitarist at the time who did harsh vocals on one song. So then when he left, uh, it came down to who's going to do this. And it ended up being me somehow. And then I mm. really enjoyed it. <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, Brendan was like a little iffy on harsh vocals. And then he like signed as soon as he heard me do it, he's like, no, this is good. So I felt more comfortable. And as I go, I actually love the harsh vocals. Um, I think I'm kind of like, what is it, like 50-50-ish now? Uh, I think that you've, it just depends. Like, so on the last album, I think for the most part, you shied away from the cleaner vocals. And I don't know if that was a choice or if that was just what the song's called for. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, I think that was, I think, I think now, ver like, instead of like, hey, this one I'm going to do clean vocals on, this one I'm going to do harsh, it's just, what does it call for? Right. What, yeah. what, what makes the most sense? Totally. But I have been more comfortable doing the harsh ones just because it feels good. So I like, I don't know. But sure. it, but I everything I do depends on how I'm feeling when I'm listening to the music at that time that I write it. Yeah. Now, when it comes to, you know, going back to the conversation of songwriting from uh, like the, the composition perspective, um, I wasn't aware that you ever had two guitar players. At least I never saw you in that phase. Um is there like an, an intention to keep it as a single guitar player now? And what's that about? Yeah. Uh, when, so who, there were a couple permutations of it, but, um, when, when we got rid of this other guitarist and that was like a, just a, a group decision. Um, I decided like, if we can keep this to four people, it's probably better. Um, not just because, is it like logistically? Logistically, it's easier. <laughs> and, and to be honest, so, socially, it's easier. It's le it's less people to disagree with over something. It just makes things a little easier. So yeah, it's Fair. yeah, it's um, it is highly logistic in my in my opinion because I love having a second guitar, but it's just really hard to do any. I mean, you know, it's hard to do anything. The more people you have, it's harder to land on a date for a show or go out on a road trip oh, sure. together or even practices can be hard to juggle. You know, the more people, it's just harder to do. Oh, yeah, I get um, it. I get it. Like, you know, I, I've been blessed with the homies and Grey Walker. Everybody's really reliable. But as far as like normal creatures go. Like, I really want a second guitar player for that band. And it's been the same exact conversation between me and Evan. It's like, because like the parts we write, we just have guitars in the backtracks. I would rather have somebody on stage playing that. But we're like, who? Who can I count on to do this? It's like, I'd rather just have a computer do it. But yeah. that sounds so like miserable to say out loud so forget i said that people are the hardest part about being in a band with yeah. full stop Pe yo people are the hardest part about anything yeah yeah <laughs> indeed true. i mean i said before it's like a family but you know how families can be sometimes mm. too and it's you know it's not that you don't love each other it's just sometimes you know things can be trying so the less people the easier it is um the less dispute on anything um and we kind of do have this we should all agree on something. We shouldn't do anything that one person doesn't like to do because if you have to repeat like, like a part in the song, that's going to be on your record forever. Uh, that's going to be something that you do on stage over and over again. And you, we just want everybody to be happy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I think that's really important. Another thing that's really important too, is to like trust the opinion of the people that you're deciding to create art with. Cause I feel like if you don't trust their opinions, like why, why are you making art with this right, person? Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to like 
understand that everybody has different perspectives. It can be really hard, especially in like a heavy metal band sometimes. Um, I find myself having to remind this to people because like, you know, I don't really write anything in Grey Walker. You know, I come up with ideas. I'm like, oh, hey, we could try this, make that shorter. You know, I just, I nitpick, right? Professionally in the band. But, uh, you know, sometimes I have to remind people like, this is a whole song. Like, it's not just the guitar showcase. It's not just the the drum part, right. you know? Like, it's, we all got to come together to make it like one thing that's going to be enjoyable as a collective unit. But, you know, in a genre like metal where, I mean, I don't know, at least with Grey Walker, it's a little bit more like, ah, look at me type stuff, you know? That's like, Whorehound's a little bit more, like, atmospheric. It's not so much, like, you know. Yeah. You That's know. because we don't have that energy. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, we absolutely. I would, I would sit in a chair on stage but, if I could. Oh, okay. 100%. 100%. But, you know, with that being said, I imagine there's still, like, you know, those, like, with any band where it's, like, is there's always going to be too much of something or not enough of something and getting everybody to kind of come together to, you know, for the common goals to make the best song possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, so when he said we don't really have that energy, we don't. And that's not the genre. You <laughs> totally. Know, yeah. They're the yeah, genre. two very different um, bands. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, you know, we're doom centric and we're sludge centric. And that's as slow as you can get. <laughs> is there like a um, is there like a BPM threshold? 30 for whorehound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty low. I think uh, a fair amount of our songs are between 60 and like 75. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah. once it gets over like 80 or 90, it's getting into like, well, this is like stone. This, this is like speed metal. It's like speed metal. Yeah. Once it, yeah. yeah. For, for me, I think, I, I think these guys could handle it. And once, once the speed starts getting up there, like I don't have the chops like at all. So it's like, can we slow this down or try something that just doesn't, isn't this? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about like again like i know we're talking a lot about songwriting but it's just it's just fun to talk about this kind of stuff especially with people that like operate and technically like if we're in the cd store our cds are in the same section but we're very different bands right right? and like when you're thinking about songwriting like like we come in the situations where you know there's been parts in gray walker songs where it's like 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 i'm trying to push us to like let's slow down sometimes let's dynamics let's pull and it's like this is too slow and i wonder if you ever run into this like this is too fast like we, this isn't us you know it's just it's interesting you ever come across that uh pretty much every song <laughs> it's, uh, usually the the like dan and brendan and i will kind of get some music going and then she'll come in and be like yeah can we go slower and lower yeah, yeah. I, always, I always just go like this and then they're like yeah we get it slower <laughs> slower sorry Got it. That's so funny. I just raised my hand yeah. like a student. Like, can we? <laughs> we? We try to keep each other honest. Like, I know there were times where, um, you know, if we're working on like a transition between parts, um, you know, there's a few times I can remember where like, I was like, well, let's just do like a pause, like for a beat. And Ross would be like, that's lazy. Let's do something like interesting if we're going to change, mm-hmm. we're going to change the part. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Keeps you honest. Keeps things interesting because it's, it's really easy to ring out and go into another part. Yeah. Like, to try to write something that you works. Know, cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's something that I um, I really nitpick a lot in our songs with Grey Walker is our transitions between sections because it's like it's so hard when you're going like fast. It could really just seem like we're taking such a sharp turn if it doesn't have like the right swing going mm-hmm. into that part. Yeah. And like, um, I don't know, that stuff's like really important. And I think that's like the type of thing sometimes if I'm watching like another band and I could tell like 
oh, like that's a cool part. That's a cool part, but they're not really putting a whole lot of effort into actually writing the songs. It just it's like a bunch of shit, just like cool part, cool part, cool part. Yeah. It's a song. If you notice a transition in a bad way, someone got real lazy, which yeah. is not what anyone wants. You know, <laughs> you don't want people like like their eyebrows being raised when you're playing and you switch parts in a song. Like, yeah. did we just hear a new fucking like what? Are, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you know, with with whorehound and the uh, you know. Pittsburgh music scene as a whole, since we've come back from that, what was that thing we were talking about earlier? COVID? Uh, what yes. was it? The Wuhan flu. Yeah, well, that's a good thing that button didn't work because it would have been funny anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, since, since all of that, um, I feel like um, even though things are back, it has felt objectively a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious some of the things that maybe you've noticed playing out in Pittsburgh or even outside of our area in terms of things that feel different to At- you. Attendance. Like, mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, yeah, I think I listened yeah. to your, your uh, episode with Fuck Yeah Dinosaurs and you guys are talking about that too. It's just like getting people to the shows again. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's that's been I think the the biggest uphill battle. That and you know the amount of venues. venues that we relied on or that we liked to play that that either stopped doing gigs or made it difficult to do gigs there on a regular basis or just closed. Yeah, or just yeah. or just yeah, shut down. And that's not just Pittsburgh. It's no, it's, I mean that's nationwide, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's really hard to the 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 thing I found with getting people that aren't people in bands out. Like I don't I don't want to call them normal people because they're not if they if they they're going to pay money to support underground music. They're a freak. And yeah, they're part of it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I also won't call people freaks, but you know what I mean? People that aren't like actively in a band, getting them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, they still need to be, it's to be something that they're like familiar with somewhere where they like already know where they can park. There's all this like yeah. adult mental stuff <laughs> that goes into it. Yeah. And there's so many places that like we've kind of lost that people aren't familiar with now. Like it was really hard to get people to go out to preserving because a lot of people still haven't been there and it's like a beautiful venue. Oh, oh it's fantastic. Yeah, the sound great is venue. great. Everybody yeah. there's really cool. It's a great location. The right? light, yeah. the light shows, just everything about yeah. it was awesome. And like, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, I mean, they've been getting some good shows out there. People are going out there for a big enough show. Yeah. But you know, for yeah. all locals, our friends that haven't left the house since COVID, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard it's, to get them out. It's tough. And I think we played a show there in the, the basement um, with heavy temple, like mm. shortly after the pandemic had kind of cleaned up and, uh, it was like a pretty well attended show for what it was, but like I felt bad for them that we couldn't bring more people to a local show for them. But I I don't want to take full responsibility for it because it's just hard anymore. Like it's hard to get people that I know are in bands that I know aren't doing anything to want to come out. They're like, nah, I'm just not coming out tonight. I mean, it's not just people in bands go to shows. I mean, you know, metalheads mostly you look around, they they all play something. That's fair. You're in the crowd. Almost everybody (laughs) plays something, but it's really hard. Like I, I don't count attendance all the time, but I rarely see just like 50% of the music, you know, musical population that's out there, the musicians that are out there in the area. I rarely see them at other shows and I pop around to all the genres. So it's not just um, fans, you know, that we're trying to get out. Sometimes it's just hard to engage anyone. Really? Yeah. And if I may, uh, I think that one thing that has stayed consistent is that, Pittsburgh venues, a lot of them, not all, and I'm not calling anybody out specifically, don't always do enough on the promoting side to incentivize people to come to their bar. You know, it's like if we're playing a show there, we're, we're, you know, potentially bringing, you know, 
business into your business. And it's like, can you do like a cheap drink special just to get people in the right. door? Can, and no, the, uh, the Instagram post an hour before the show. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the deal now is you you set up a gig for a venue and then they say, here's a Facebook event with you guys as the co-owners. Good luck. And then you show right. up and they're like, by the way, we're taking a cut of everything after all the work yeah. we did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, that, that's been hard because Pittsburgh is always like that. Like every time, like without fail, without exception, every time we travel outside of the city, no matter where the venue is, no matter how well attended it is, the bar, the venue is always like, here's some free drink chips. Here's some free food, whatever. <clears throat> never in Pittsburgh. And I mean, yeah. never. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know why that is. It just is. It's just is there, 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 there's no reason. I mean, in, I don't mean, I don't mean this sound like, I don't mean that for this to sound like mean, but I mean, like really, there's no reason that a bowling alley in Youngstown, Ohio should be like one of the best fucking venues to play. On the surface that, that like, that it's like what? Yeah. But it is. Yeah. And yeah. you know, part of it is because shout outs to Nate. Nate yeah. takes, yeah. Nate great, Nate takes yeah. exceptional yeah. care of every band that comes through there above and beyond what he's required to, by the way, not yeah. even just like, just help, help out a little bit. Like that basement, the first time we played there, not a lot of shirts on the wall. Now it's shirts lining the entire perimeter because he buys shirts and merch from every single band that plays all the time every time yeah yeah it's yeah. incredible and then he has bingo nights during the week and he gives some of those stuff those like cds and stuff away so he's also spreading the music for like the local bands it's awesome yeah yeah nate's fantastic mm -hmm. yeah. more more venue owners and people in the business should take that approach <laughs> absolutely <laughs> clap for nate shout outs to nate good dude but yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I think that there's, there is opportunity for the people that run venues here to treat the bands better. And they just simply don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really all it's it is. It's inexplicable. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of that way when I lived in Nashville too. But the thing is, is there's a hundred other bands that will take your place. So they can like, you know, if you want free food, go play somewhere else. We'll just get another band. You know, I don't know if that's the case here or not. I, I think that they just Nashville, like you said, they don't have they don't have to worry about it. Somebody's going to come fill the spot. Yep, I, yeah. I don't think a lot of the event, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, so we can you know. I, but, don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, Brandon. But <laughs> this is a podcast. So <laughs> tangents, <laughs> welcome. Oh man, <laughs> let me get my manifesto ready. Uh, no, I just I think that there there's just a lack of. It's like this is going to be effort on my part, even though it could mutually benefit both parties, and yeah. it's just lazy I, I don't i don't think they believe that it'll benefit i believe no. that there's like this yeah this idea that if you're a local band you're no one but we were everybody's a local band at some point totally um so it's we I'm, in pittsburgh it's a lot of bar venues and i used to blame it on you know oh it's a bar venue and they just you know they have this space and they're like letting us have it or something um but then we go to other cities and we play the same like similar bar venues, some even divier than the ones we play here, and they still take care of us. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we don't expect the world, but like, you know, it's just nice to give us a discount on drinks or a couple drinks or some kind of food or just promote. Yeah, incentivize the just people promote. to yeah, come to the show. That's yeah. the biggest one. I I wouldn't care about, you know, I'm used to not getting free drinks or food. I just want more people to show up and have a reason to show up. Yeah, I think what yeah. you get is you have venues like Westside Bowl, where they have cultivated a community of people where people will go out 
on a weekend, even if they don't want to see the bands. It's just something to do. It's a cool place. They go. They like the environment there. Their friends work there. They know people they know are going to be there. They're going to go out, you know, whereas you have some local places, too, where it's like, sure, your band can be you could do a show here. And the reason why they're letting you do a show here is because they know that you and 20 other people in the other bands are going to buy drinks from the bar because they're that's going to be the only they, mm-hmm. they assume that you're going to be the only people there. Right. They haven't bothered to cultivate a community. And nobody that we know wants to go to those shows sometimes because it's like, well, that place is kind of weird. Right. You know, it's not like a, it's not a place that I would go. Yeah. You know, we don't have a whole lot of places to just like hang out and see music. Yeah. There's that. And the it's just a weird dichotomy, too, because like in terms of a community, like the, the metal community in Pittsburgh is outstanding. I mean, music broadly in Pittsburgh is a pretty good scene. And it's just this weird divide between the bands and the people that the bands rely on to to, to play to their, play. their spaces. Yeah. And it's just like there is a community and we're all like the musicians, you know overwhelmingly supportive someone asked me about like uh do we ever get like hecklers or anything because they saw someone something online and i was like no like you go to a metal show everyone's pumped to be there and they're pumped because their friends are up on stage and their other bands you know the community is really yeah what i like about metal really they're just everyone's great (laughs) for the most most part totally yeah totally um you know i have always preferred to play with heavier music bands that's why when i did the halloween show it's why i booked it the way i booked it I mean, it's just like, those are the bands that I want to play with. That's like the scene that I want to be aligned in. Even if like normal creatures doesn't 100% fit in it. It's like, I'd rather play with other loud guitar bands instead of trying to be like, oh, we're we're like a rap rock band. So I'm going to go play with the other rap bands. Well, that's something that we've been trying to do too. um, And it's, we've had lots of conversations about it. It's like, let's stop only playing with doom metal bands. You want, you want someone that isn't that interested in doom metal to come to a show don't put three doom metal bands in a row. Like they don't want to listen to four notes for an entire night. You know what I mean? Sure. Like get a punk band on there, get a different style of metal, get another genre entirely. Um, as long as everybody can get along and bring people to the show, you know? Yeah. I find yeah. that like, yeah, most people that are going to come out to see live music, like just want to see good live bands. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody's there for like a particular, only a particular genre of music, it's like, well, whatever yeah. like i'm i'm i highly doubt that i'm gonna get along with that person i highly doubt that they're gonna like any band that i'm in anyways because yeah like i don't make music that is kind of like one thing you know yeah. it's and a whole bunch of shit so. as much as as much as i like doom metal or whatever we are and whatever this style is uh i get bored with it i would love to hear other stuff when right. we go you out and play live you know i don't i also don't want to hear you know depending on the day three or four doom bands in a night i'd like right. to hear some variety it keeps yeah. things interesting mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, and you you end up playing in front of people that might normally never be at your show if it's just that type of metal. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, and and I found that uh, most of the people I know love different genres of heavy stuff. So it's yeah. nice. Like that show Saturday was a great freaking lineup. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was awesome. Um, I like the mixture of all of the different heaviness because everybody was different and awesome in their own way. Also, if you guys don't keep doing that Nosferatu thing, you should be arrested. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I'm never fucking doing it again. Really? Yeah. A lot of, oh, man, it was a lot so of techni- good. A lot of technical work it on was, that, I imagine. Yeah, well, I'm the, sure it was a ton of work. The thing is, is it's just like, because like I've had a lot of like discussions with this with people because people keep saying like, oh, you got to do it again. I didn't get to see it. And it's just like, or like it was cool. And it's just like, I don't want to be the fucking Nosferatu band. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah, and that, like that it kind of sucks that it's like, 
because we hadn't really played a show um, in like well over a year, you know, and then we did that Nosferatu thing in July at Ormsby, and then we did it in October here for Halloween, and those were like the first two shows that we played in like over a year, and it's just like, you know, a lot of people forgot about us, a lot of people didn't even realize, know that we were a band to begin with because... We put out an album during the the COVID thing mm-hmm. that everyone's been talking about. Um, <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just like, I just don't want us to be known for that. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year after we've played some normal shows where I don't have to fucking bring all this rigmarole, maybe we'll do it again. But right now, I just want to play some normal shows. I'm going to start vandalizing yeah. your flyers and just put the Nosferatu <laughs> band in parentheses. I just really just want to play some normal shows. It's so funny to like not play a show in forever and then all of a sudden be like, we need the projector and the screen and the lights. Yeah, the and, more, and the more on stuff top you of, add. On top of all that, like worrying that we're, we're actually even going to play the songs right. You know, it's too much. It's too much for my head. Well, That's you fair. and I have talked about running shows and trying to be in them at the same time, and it's absolutely oh. horrendous. It's like the, it's like by the time you get everything almost settled and you're about to get on the stage, it's like, oh, do I remember the lyrics to the song? Mm-hmm. Like it's just your your head is just so jaded from people just coming up and your phone. Nobody, and I love it in your email. You're like, don't even message me on the day of. You, ha- I have two other contacts. Yeah. Like <laughs> I need to do that for Descendants of Crom. Um, <laughs> but it's like the day, like an hour before everybody messages you or like if you have tickets on sale and you like cut them off, everybody messages you like an hour before the show and they don't understand that like a lot of people are doing at the same time and it's driving you nuts. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I, I, this was the first time that I ever did a show and I felt pretty much no stress the entire day. Nice. Wow. Wow. It was, well, it was well-planned. You planned it well well, and that helps too. Thank you. Uh, and it, trusting I, the right people to help you. And, you know, you picked preserving, so you had a good staff. So you, Yeah, it, it yeah. was very it was very easy. I knew what I needed to do. Every All of the stars aligned. It worked out. But that was also on the back of plenty of other events that I've done where I've been like a huge ball of stress <laughs> the whole day. And just like, I'm never going to do that again. Make the note. This was the first time where I don't have any never going to do that again. Besides... Nosferatu in general. <laughs> if every venue was as easy to load into as that one is, it would be a, oh a God, much yeah. better world in Pittsburgh. So th- that part, at the very least, was incredible. Yeah. Sure. Going back to attendance and promotion, um, I often say on stage, like if you ever heard me talk on stage, which is rare, I always say every person counts. Thank you for coming out. But it really is uh, – a two, like I noticed in Pittsburgh, everybody's like, why doesn't that band stop in Pittsburgh? And it's because – the venues and the attendance, you know, um, people remember, Oh, we played Pittsburgh. Nobody came out. We played Pittsburgh. That venue treated us like trash. So like it, every person counts. I always try to go to as many shows as I can comfortably and in different, you know, in the different sectors of our community. Um, you know, of course you can't always do that, but I, I feel like sometimes when you're on the edge of thinking, should I go to the show? Uh, well, maybe not, or it's kind of cooled out. Just go to the show. You're going to, once you get there, you'll be so glad that you did it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to improve everything. If like, you know, 20 people in the whole city did that just for the like underground metal shows, that'd be 20 people at like most of the underground yeah. metal shows that, you know, were on the fence, you yeah, know, just I, changes, I mean, changes things. I like genuinely can't like think of many, if any shows that I've like 
gone to like where there's a night that I'm actually in town and there's a fucking show happening. Like if I'm not playing a show and I'm here, like I go to something like maybe at like Shred Shed or out at the Green Beacon or out at Preserving. That's always a good time. Always. I never regret it. Even going by myself. I know I'm going to run into some people that I know. Yeah. Like those are places that have like kind of, again, like fostered those like little communities where it's like, mm. I don't even know who's playing. It's like, oh, like, yeah, I've kind of heard of that band or like Lou's band's playing or Lou's doing the show. It's just like, yeah, I can go. I know it's going to be dope. Mm -hmm. Like I trust Lou. Yeah. I trust the bands he's going to bring out. Like, let's go hang out. Yeah. You know, have a couple beers. Say hi to everybody. Yeah. Headbang. It's great. It <laughs> always is. And, you know, I think like the thing that I just do personally um, is if I say I'm going to the show, I try to, I try to go. I don't try to like come up with a last minute excuse. It's like everything else. Like if I, if I want to like start, get, you know what I mean? Like, because I think that like, if you, if you're iffy about it or you say I might go, then you end up never going. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of commit to it. Mm. Speaking of commitments, being in a band is a commitment. And I made a joke earlier about maybe practicing for an hour or so a week. What is the whorehound practice routine? How often do you get together as adults? Seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, in an ideal world, we would have two days a week every time that we could get together. But like you said at the outset, uh, we all have stuff going on. Uh, we all have jobs and lives outside of the band. But uh, I think, you know, we pretty consistently get one day a week in, and that's usually two to three hours of, of, of a practice. Mm -hmm. So, and we try to have some kind of loose agenda before we get there. Like, are we going to work on this? Are we going to rehearse stuff? You know, are we going to write? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Heard. That's pretty good. Yeah. If I didn't have the full, if we didn't have the full-time jobs, I would be happy to do it every day for multiple hours a day. But yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't or no, I wouldn't probably. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, do you find that like, even, even though it is such a limited time frame that you get to actually get together. Um, and you know, even though it is still like, operating on an independent level is there still sometimes where like it even feels like too much to be doing even the limited amount that we're doing sometimes for sure. everybody yeah on a personal mm -hmm. level yeah it's like sometimes I feel like when we have a lot of shows yeah yeah that's it's like okay we're just rehearsing the next set then we have to rehearse the next set it's like being in a cover band yeah yeah and yeah. you feel like yeah you feel like you're covering your own but it's kind of like uh i think we all prefer when we don't have to do shows like we love the live performance I we like love that shows. moment so we do love I. doing it but like the the practices around them aren't as fun yeah not fun but you know whatever totally what do you think the threshold is for like shows on the books before it starts to get stressful that's a, a point of contention probably in the band i think that there's <laughs> different different <laughs> numbers and different uh, opinions be. on that yeah <laughs> Let's go around. Pass. Let's go around. pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get it. It's like, it's really, really, you know, for me, like the weight that was off my shoulders when I woke up <clears throat> on Sunday, knowing that I didn't have to think about that show anymore. Like not even, I think just me, it being a show that I was promoting made it feel even heavier, but just knowing like that's one less thing that I have to worry about. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it went well. Like, I can't even imagine, like, I mean, I remember back in the days when, like, I was helping do, like, the festival stuff with Brutal. You know, I can't even imagine what Crom is like for you. Like, you know, you look forward to it. But I'm sure once it's done, you're like, cool. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I feel so drained for like a week afterwards. Yeah, like I like I've, I've great, but it's also like, oh my God, I just want to sleep for like seven days. Uh-huh. Or, you know, and whenever you have a festival, people feel like, oh, they just saw it in this post. And hey, can I be on your festival the next year? And you're like, I just finished this. Please, please chill out. <laughs> so it's like you, you want to be done, but people keep messaging you about it or afterwards so that, that yeah. can be stressful it's a fine line to draw between like, and you have to decide once you're once you start playing enough shows and you've been around long enough like how many shows do we need to be playing out how many do we want to be playing out and how many makes sense right and that's usually where the disagreement lies but i mean we try and I'm, i've been uh harsher about it than most so um but I, I we try to play the shows that make the most sense for us and uh also you know there's the two things that I think everyone does like the best are playing out live and writing. And those two things are often in conflict because you can't be writing and playing live without rehearsing in between. Um, so it just kind of gets a little, little hairy sometimes, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's the complications that happen, you know, with us, with Grey Walker, where, you know, it's happened before where it's like, yeah, we could play a show this week, but maybe we can't practice that week now. Because, you know, somebody has to trade off a babysitter day or something like some weird adult shit gets in the way of it. And it's like, okay, it's like really asking a lot sometimes, you know, for us to play a show. It's more than just like, oh, yeah, like, sure, we all are done working at six. The benefit. There's more to it. The benefit of our age is all of their kids are growing up. (laughs) 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 I mean, Brendan still might. You know, like he hasn't had children yet and he's maybe, you know, he's the youngest one, but like their children are grown up, you know, so it's not like babysitting nights or anything. So that's, that's fortunate. That's the only thing we got going for yeah, us. Yeah, once kids old. turn 15, you just let them, you don't have to talk to them. 15. That's, that's what, wow. <laughs> yeah, you that's can just, my parents, that's no what responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, no matter what's going on, practice is my favorite time of the week. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is fun. Yeah. For when we, you know, there are obviously times where it's like, you've got so much shit going on in your life that you're like, I got to go to fucking practice tonight. I really like, I love practice, but I don't feel, I don't have the energy or the desire to get there. Once you're there, fine. Yeah. It's great. Like no issue. But, um, yeah, most, I, I think practice for everyone is the outlet every week, you know, mm-hmm. from the rest of the life. For sure. Yeah. 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 It was a lot easier. There was a time when I was having practice at my house. That was very easy. It is easy. But <laughs> yeah, my wife might not agree. Um, no, she's good. She, she's she's cool about it. But yeah, yeah, but you know, now now that's not the case, and it's just you know, it's like oh shit. Like you know, like I just finished up for the day, and it's like oh fuck, now I gotta go do some other thing, drive to the other side of the city. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's but like, it's effort. Yeah. You know. It's like just Yinzer complaining. <laughs> Twenty eight again. God, you know. <laughs> Amen. Where do you I, practice? I just have steps. Uh, normal <laughs> creatures practices um, at the Etna Store Express, and Greywalker practices out at Colt's house. He lives. Um, I don't know if I should say where he lives publicly, but you know, just Penn give Hills. us the address, the ex- Penn Hills area, the street number. Yeah. Name. So you're all over the map. You got to go from Etna to Penn Hills. Yeah, that's a fun drive. Yeah. Normal creatures on Tuesdays. Grey Walker on Thursdays. How do you do it, man? <laughs> Sometimes Grey Walker on Wednesdays too. They usually do like writing sessions at Evan's house, which is uh the uh near the city. West End Overlook. Yeah. That way. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about like, you know, 
would it be possible to join another band? And then I think about it and then it's like, for me, absolutely not. Like this has to take up the time that I give it. And I don't think I have more to give to a different, like, you know, idea or thought. Like it's just this cause it's so much work. Like, don't I, you have a solo project? Yeah, but That's that was, <laughs> that was that. Yeah. a bit, a bit, a bit. So that the way that works for us is that any of the shit that you guys don't like that I write, which is a solo lot. project, <laughs> no, a, a fair amount, I'm a just, fair amount. <laughs> is it uh faster? No, no. It's like, it's like instrumental ambient shit. Like gotcha. Yeah. It was just something I did. It is cool. Uh, yeah. During yeah. the pandemic. It for was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Got it. Have you released any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's on all the streaming services. It's on Bandcamp. I so I am not a great promoter. Yeah, funny things. you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> Plug it. Uh, yeah, it's called the Endless Wait, and it's uh, Endless Wait uh, Music, um, and I think it's on Bandcamp, Spotify, um, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's a lot, you know. That I've said. 10,000 fucking times it's really hard whenever you decide to do different things because you only have that i'm the type of person i've had people disagree with me about this but i'm the type of person that like i put my life on a pie chart and it's like everything that i'm gonna do has to go on this pie chart like mathematically i only have 100 of myself to give right yeah so if i'm trying to do 10 fucking things it's like the maximum that i could give all of those things is 10 percent. right logistically how worth it is some that? people think i'm a maniac for thinking like that but it's just like what it is hey if you can make it work you make it happen i mean and, I, and you are by I, the it, way it, so. i'm glad it seems that way on the surface <laughs> we're all a wreck behind everything every, everything takes a really long time that's the thing is like sometimes like you know it's like you're doing so much stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's like that gray Walker thing that you see, you, we saw us do. We actually did that like four and a half fucking months ago. It didn't just happen. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. this thing, like, you know, this podcast is actually going to be coming out on Wednesday, which is rare because some of these episodes that I've recorded that I've been releasing, I recorded like two months ago, <laughs> you know, and we it's get just the fast like, track. Yeah. You yeah. get the fast track the because fast we're, track. uh, Again, it was a rescheduled episode after. I was hoping to do it before to help promote the show, but now we've just been talking about the highlights. Now people that didn't name that blah, 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 blah. People that weren't <laughs> able to be there can now feel bad that they missed it. Mm. That's what we want. Yeah. 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 That's, that's always the goal in mind. When we <laughs> that's put the objective of my podcast. Yeah. Just make yeah. people feel bad. Yeah. That's how I get most people to shows. <laughs> if you're not guilting friends into coming to shows, you've never promoted a show in your life. <laughs> Are you even in a band? Yeah. <laughs> so with the, the the future of Whorehound, you mentioned you performed a new composition at the live spectacle. Is yes. this going to be a collection of compositions for a, a new album? I don't uh, know why I'm talking like yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know either. Singles, throwing, that's what you're asking. Yeah. 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 So you're going to keep it old school. Yeah, we like the I album so. format. And it yeah, gives us too. something to work towards, you know? Yeah. And if it's our genre, like our audience are older people, mm -hmm. you know, like 35 to 55 men with yes. beards and... Black shirts. Sooner, yeah. We've hired a marketing just firm to handle demographics for us. Yeah. Just, just the traditional, like, just the traditional old metalheads, you know? Um, so... We, I'm going to speak as we, as all of us, um, we, we want the hard copy. We want the liner notes. We don't want downloads. 
Like, you know, so that's, we go for the whole thing. Yeah. So the answer is then we're working on new material and album will happen when it happens. Yeah. When you said everything takes time, everything moves. Like I wish we could write faster, but uh, we're all responsible for that. So uh, like, you know, I'm a big part of that. You know, Russ is a part of that. We're all a part of it. And if we could write faster and we had more time in the day, like great. But uh, I think the, the good thing about that is that by the time we get to recording, we're pretty confident in the songs that we've written mm-hmm. and um, we're happy with them once they're laid down. So it's just a matter of getting those songs written. And that that's usually like, uh, that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. It's fun work. It's the most fun work in my yeah. opinion, but it's a lot of work. Totally. I, I understand 100%. You know, sitting on a, a record that like that normal creatures record. I mean, we fuck. I mean, like most of the songs are like over two years old now. And like we're just playing them live now for the first time. And yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get to record them sometime. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what we're getting to. <laughs> we gotta figure it out. You know, we're really close to being ready to record them. So just gotta figure out where and when and how. All in due time. I'm going to pay for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the other thing we didn't even get into that wormhole. I don't even know if we, if I want to fucking bother talking about that. Whatever. It's expensive. Uh, it, is. it is. It is. <laughs> it is. That was probably the best part. I think of the recording process last time is that, um, we got to record in a very professional setting. We recorded with Sid Riggs at the Mr. Small studios and that shout was outs like, to Sid. So yeah. shout outs to Sid. Uh, for sure. it, he was phenomenal to work with, but it felt like I, I felt like a grown up, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we had the songs written, we got into the recording studio, um, we played, we were prepared, and we got good takes. And then um, Sid did a lot of producing. You know, like you know, if if I was tracking guitar solo, he'd give me hints. You know, like hey, try this, try this next time. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. And the the end result, I mean, I I'm proudest of it of anything that we've done. So, hell yeah! And he really worked with Dan a lot because he has that drumming background. So mm. they had. Sometimes I felt like it was like the you know Dan and Sid record for a moment, but it was nice. It was nice. Like they had a good time. Talk about that was our plans and shit. Yeah, I mean you know no one ever talks to drummers, so they're just when two of them get together. It was weirdos. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, he's it it was it was awesome being in the studio and getting another drummer's take on stuff that I've written, um, which is different than another musician like. We talk the same language. We, uh, you don't go do the do, do, do. Yeah. That's not technical. <laughs> That's how yeah. I do that. Do this again. That's I think how that I is, tell everybody. I think that is the technical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, he was a massive help. Yeah. Just great to work with. Like, yeah, I couldn't say enough yeah. nice things about him. It yeah, great. really. It was as stress-free as recording can be for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we recorded everything. Brendan, Russ, and I did everything live. Um, so everything you hear on the album was the three of us laying down the rhythm stuff together to a click. Um, and I actually and sang then, but didn't record because yeah. it would, there would have been bleed. But I actually sang with them when they were doing that, too. That's awesome. So yeah. it felt like yeah. we were. It was, it was great. It was yeah. the best possible. I didn't know yeah. it was live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we could tell. It we shows. fixed yours in both. <laughs> No, I think it's cool. Uh, so how long was that the total process then for you in recording that record? Was it like three yeah, weeks? Yeah. We did the rough tracks in two days. Yeah. Like, well, not rough tracks. We did we did all of the uh, all the live stuff in 
two days there. And then it was all just vocals and, and guitar overdubs after that. But yeah, it was not a long process at all. So what he's saying is uh, he and Russ did not make any mistakes. Um, he, and, we, we were yeah. well, very I well had to go and yeah. fill in a ton. <laughs> Shy did vocals as well. Yeah, yeah, obviously I have to go last, but I, I would love in a perfect world to be able to just do the take with them because yeah. that's what it feels like. Kind of like what Russ said, we're like doing covers after you. Like sometimes I feel like I'm doing karaoke to my own band whenever we're doing that. That's a challenge. But uh, again, Sid made that the best experience I've ever had. So hopefully he'll have us again. Hell yeah. 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 yeah you know, I think that uh, it's really hard to record like harsh vocals in a vocal booth without like a band around you. Have you like, do you have difficulty with that? I've all, I, it still weirds me out to this day. It's like, it's never loud enough. It doesn't feel right. So overall, I think it feels the same. The, the thing for me, it, it feels a little dissonant when it's in the headphones and I can't get it as loud as my band would sound. Yeah. But also if it was the, that loud, it would then leak into the microphone totally, and totally, into the recording. Yeah. So I think it's the same for me and it is odd, but it's odd no matter what, because you feel like, again, like you're just singing to background music instead of the band being like, you know, out in front. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Like I, I find that, um, I guess there's always that your voice always sounds weird when you hear it back to you sort of. Oh, I absolutely hate my thing. voice in any way, shape or form. She does. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like when I like hear my like vocals back, it's like the energy's never, it always sounds different to me. Yeah. Like if I like see a live video of us versus like a recording, it's like, I don't like any of it, but <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, it's interesting how different it is. I, I can agree. never seem to like really like let loose in the same way in a studio environment. I agree. Yeah. That's why they call it studio magic guys. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if that's why I never heard of studio magic. Well, that's a little <laughs> bit more about you than it does about us. I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to a question from earlier, Brendan, yeah. In any of this time when you're doing like studio magic guitar work, have you ever wanted a second guitar player again? Yeah. I mean, I think about it from time to time. Like it would be really nice if um, someone else could cut a solo that I liked. Cause you know, the same way that you guys don't always love hearing your voice, you know, if I put a solo together, I don't love it every time. And it's nice to get a different perspective or somebody else to do that. Um, but and this is going to sound worse than I don't always want to compete with another guitarist and you're competing mm. at a volume level. You're competing at a dynamic level. Um, and I don't want to have to compete for ideas. Whereas it feels like with, and, and this might be stupid and might be short-sighted, but it feels like with Russ and Dan and shy, like I'm not competing for an idea. I'm not competing to get myself heard. Like we're going to put together something where we complement each other. And it feels like sometimes having another guitarist is at odds with that, at least in my head. Sure. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we did cool stuff when we had two guitars and there was stuff that we kind of can't do now, you know, you know, we could do it, but it wouldn't sound the same as it would with another guitarist. Um, yeah. but I, I wouldn't change it. I, I really prefer just the four piece and, um, I'm not like a crazy lead player for the most part. So it's more like, it feels like more we've been trying to write like riffs, like chunky riffs and just kind of like driving stuff. You yeah. Know? I guess. I, yeah. At this point, like thinking about, um, you all in like a live environment, it would just like make you louder. Yeah. That's really all it would do. Does that, can that happen? No, uh, you can, <laughs> you can learn guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, I think if you, 
if you listen to our music, you can hear like one of our bass, uh, not like goals, but like part of our sound is just simple is better. You know, yeah. uh, simple. Yeah, I think we all we all do like both feet into the philosophy of it's about the song as opposed to four individual parts. Totally. Yeah. Um, I don't think in the four years that I've been writing with these guys, there has ever been one moment where I never thought that, which is awesome. Cause that's yeah. the only, it's like the that's only, where thing, I am. I think the only thing that I would ever want to hear that would be super interesting for me. And it's just because the way my brain works when I'm thinking about like very like atmospheric droney music, such as, whorehounds forte it would be like it would be really cool to have another element in there that was doing like more like ambient landscaping sort of like droney layers but who knows how like much that would even come through in a live setting versus just like the studio magic you know we've been doing a little bit of that yeah i've added keys to the last record um the weird part about that is it's only on like half of the record and we only play like if we only play like one song or two songs with that in it and I'm only doing it for like a percentage of the song, I'll just be honest, I'm too lazy to drag up my keyboard. And also I feel like an an idiot, like, oh, everybody's going to like see this keyboard. They're going to expect me to do all this crazy stuff. And it's just like a little bit here. But the idea is going forward to write more of that stuff. So it's more part of it and it'll, it'll come out a little bit more. That'd be sick. Um, and mm-hmm. when I say keyboard, it's synth, so it does have yeah. that atmospheric. And um, another thing, I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're Dan and I are talking about like maybe doing some backtracking with vocals. Mm. Um, and I've always wanted to do that. News to me, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess we didn't get I the memo. Dan and yeah, I were talking. <laughs> um, it's it's technically another level of something that we'd have to add to it. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> get out of baseline. I'll just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all I thought you were going to say you'd yeah. like to hear a, like a ripping guitar solo, and I was no. going to go, "You son of a bitch!" No. <laughs> uh-uh. I no. thought about like uh, like sometimes I think about like um, for fun, like having having somebody like one of our friends solo on a track, but we never really get around to that, and I'm too um, vain to let that happen. So fair, yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, I think that it's always really cool to see you all play live. It's always very interesting to talk with fellow musicians about, I don't know why you're looking at me about their process. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, again, you know, it's just, it's interesting because like, you know, you are such a different band from the stuff that I make. And I mean, I've played in like a bunch of different bands, but I've never done anything remotely close to what whorehound does. So it's, fun to just pick the brains of people that make that sort of stuff yeah always fun to talk to you yeah discuss for sure of things so anything on the immediate horizon coming up that you would like to promote any any shows any action figure releases shoes the nike collab i heard about yeah yeah we're definitely they they were on their radar Nike, the largest shoe company in the world. We're holding uh, out for Crocs. Yeah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> We're holding out for that Croc money. <laughs> Croc or hey, dudes, I'm not going. Um, Remember when I said we all have to agree on something? <laughs> yeah. There's a definite Croc divide in the band. <laughs> uh, we've got a show um, the night before Thanksgiving. Um, we're playing at Club Cafe with Honerva, Neo Stem, and the Molecule Party. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And then we are playing uh, December 16th, I believe, at uh, the Squirrel yeah, Hill Sports yeah. Bar with 
uh, Star Viper, and do we know if it's... That's not even announced yet. Oh, maybe cut that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Fix that in post. Just do it in post. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But it is a benefit, so maybe we do include it anyway. Yeah, yeah include it. December 16th is Rhythmus, and it goes out to uh, two, uh, two different um, organizations. One is Frankie's Friends. That's out in New Ken, I believe, and it's a... They help with cat uh, trap, neuter, and release, and they're just an awesome organization. And then you probably all have heard of uh, Biggie's Bullies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's a benefit for that. Uh, I don't think the third band has been added yet. Um, and Chad Williams, uh, who does Riff Zealot, uh, he often books uh, Squirrel Hill Sports Bar, and that is where that will be. Nice. These yeah. are all. All friends of the show, they shouldn't have a problem with right, talking right. about this. They've got thing. a problem. They can come talk to me. Hey, yeah, I, come talk I, to me, Yeah, because I'm the one that blabbed Come it. talk to me, So Cam. naturally they should. We'll get it posted by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm responsible for the art, so I uh. <laughs> guess I better get on that. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, he's doing t-shirts and everything, and everything goes to the, to the kitties and the puppies. Awesome. The organizations that help them, so. Very cool. I'm going to be in town that night. So maybe you will see me. Come there. on out. Come the on. The 16th, at. you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. The night before that, this is going to be me plugging something. The night before that. Hit the plug button. The <laughs> night before that, Normal Creatures will be playing at Mr. Small's Theater with Back Alley Sound, Dream the Heavy, and Hemlock for Socrates. Oh, Ooh. nice. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. the Winter Wonder Ball. Awesome. And yeah. I don't have a sparkly sound effect. I have. <laughs> we'll go with that. Randy Marsh never fails. <laughs> we'll go with that one. So, yeah, that's on the 15th. Your show on the 16th. That sounds like a good weekend. It'll be a weekend. Nice, nice weekend in Pittsburgh. Hopefully, your viewers can make it out to both. Yeah. yeah. It, Every one of us counts. <laughs> Absolutely. We do. We all count. <laughs> we sure do. Well, with all of that being said, I think we're going to wrap this one up. For the day, I want to thank you all so much, everyone, and thank you, the yeah, one and only Whorehound, for being here. Thank Our you pleasure. very much. Of course, again. I'll be back again next week with another episode, same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Brian Sykes House. Start the beat is the name of this podcast. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you, and peace out.